0: Hey, I'm Adrienne Curry, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Oh, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name is Kevin Kraft joined by a man with no pants or undies on who's currently pistol whipping his boner that's jeff clark hey guys thanks for having me and beaming to us from the phantom zone the bearded kryptonian booger eater known as shuddy boy yo that's right friends big week Big week as I feel my fucking glisten start. I'm gonna be shiny as shit by the end of this episode. Do you for real believe that, or is this a big week? It's a big week. This got is major. Lots of stuff to talk about. Lots of movies to review. Um, still got more, more issues of my school newspaper to read
1: through. Uh, I didn't know if you meant specifically about life or, or, or if you meant specifically about MSPH, or just generally about life, but yeah, I, I agree. It is a major week. It's a, it's a big week in my life. America's on the comeback trail. We have a lot of cool shit starting to happen. Football's coming back.
2: I don't know if I would say that is that we're heading in the right direction.
1: Don't rain on my fucking parade. All right. I'm just happy that we're getting football back. It's my birthday this week. We have a lot to talk about, like you said on the podcast. There's Which some day is cool your birthday? HBO shit out there. It's Wednesday. Well, happy uh, pre-birthday, Jeff. Yeah, you know you're invited to come over Thursday, and you're what? Forty-six. Thirty-four. Close though, you know. Getting there. Yeah, but it, this this week actually could turn pretty horrible for me early uh, if the MSPH curse gets me in the ass. I could take a a, a heavy, heavy loss today, Kevin. Heavy. Yeah, loss. you uh, you live life very loose, Jeff Clark. Yeah. Well, I've, ever since I've been single, I've I've really just given a fuck less about sports uh, about losing money on on sports. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm up since being single, but. Whatever, it comes with a lot of headaches. Uh, definitely, my my hair is—I'm I'm losing my hair. Uh, I'm losing sleep. Is your hair
0: falling, falling out? Is it, it like it. like a like one of those Lifetime movies? Like you're you're all stressed out in the shower, shampooing your hair, and then you pull your hand away, and there's a big chunk of hair in it,
1: and you're like, I hope oh! so. Oh, go it back in. That bad. And then you're taking the handful this, of though. loose
0: hair and and just mashing it into your scalp hoping that the
1: the strands will reattach themselves. It isn't that bad yet, but I will say I uh I had to do some some pretty heavy editing on a snack attack cuz there was a couple times where it's like, "Whoa, wait a second. I don't want I don't want that angle of my head showing." Oh shit.
2: How much are you do you stand to, what kind of loss do you stand to take today?
1: I could take well, I'm up 250 already. Uh otherwise I could take like a fifteen hundred dollar loss. Oh. Yeah. Uh Fuck. if OKC loses this game, I will I'll I will lose eleven hundred.
0: Oh, but the uh, the good news is I have a hot tip on this really cool looking opal.
1: <laughs> i feel good about my position right now in a couple of uh sports team stocks but the one that i took on the thunder is gonna fuck me right in the ass i put like <laughs> yeah like 11 or 1200 Ugh. on it and they need to win two straight games against houston for me to win that bet but if Jesus. they lose tonight i'm taking all that in the ass good thing is it's only monday and i can get out of the hole by then by the so
0: if you're right next if it's like a two day or two game bet, is there like a massive payoff if it hits?
2: It's a series bet. So they have to win the playoff series.
1: Yeah, I correct? took the series. Yeah, I took the series. I took the Thunder plus 140. So if they win, I'll win 1900. I think is what it's going to be. Is
0: there a chance we could see the results in the next Four and a half hours or however long these episodes are these days? Yeah, if I
1: lose, you'll we'll know by Patreon for sure. All right. Probably Sweet. by the page by like midway through the Patreon. Okay. And if it if it plays like it did last game, we'll know sooner. Oh shit. All right. Yeah. i I'm, I'm I'm I've already mentally prepared myself to lose this money, so I'm good. It doesn't it's not even gonna affect me that much. Well, then I guess let's let's just kick things
0: right off. I feel like maybe we should get the unpleasant business um, done now, and that's paying salute to the great Chadwick Boseman.
1: Oh, Tough yeah.
0: loss since we last.
2: That, was I don't know if go with that such a shock.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I've ever gone through the um, the all the stages of grief that quickly before, and not in a sense where I was like instantly over it. It was just my brain malfunction. When I saw the headline from AP, I was like, what? Okay. Somebody clearly was like cutting and pasting headlines and forgot to change one thing. Chadwick Bozeman didn't die. That's uh, what Sharon
2: read it. I was like, what, where are you getting this information from? That's are you on the onion? Yeah.
0: Are you on HuffPost funnies again? But it, yeah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't fucking believe it. And, um, You know, I think, I feel like, you know, he had obviously been acting before the Marvel movies, but when he really jumped on the scene for most people was with Captain America Civil War when they introduced Black Panther into the series. And holy shit. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, uh, you know, some people just feel like they're born for the part. Like, could you imagine anybody being a better Captain America than Chris Evans? Like, could there be a better Joker than Heath Ledger? I know that one's kind of up for argument, but not for me. I mean, could who could play Ooh. Black Panther better than Chadwick Boseman? And yeah. to just to, to find out that you know he got diagnosed in 2016, so who knows when they wrapped filming of Civil War? But just for as long as he's been on the nerd radar, it, I mean, he could have been fighting it this whole time. They said he he slotted his movies in between. Like, his work schedule was worked around his surgery
1: and chemo schedule. What's crazy to me is that he had cancer that long, and no one no one I knew, or no one I know knew about it. You didn't know about it, right? No, and it seems like... Something I like saw that James, usually leaks.
0: Always leaks. I saw James Gunn tweeting about it, and it seemed like he didn't even know, and he was an executive producer on Infinity War and Endgame. I mean, you got to imagine, you know, the the high-up suits at Marvel knew cuz I'm I'm pretty sure on like big budget movies, especially action movies where the actors doing a lot of physical work, you know, you got to get tested, you got to get physicals. So I'm sure that they knew, but like holy shit to be as jacked as he was in Black Panther, two years into stage three colon cancer. That's insane.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's like a throwback necessarily, but like, what a tough motherfucker, honestly. Like, yeah, a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with this, I'm not like, I'm not criticizing this, but a lot of people would be very public about their fight with cancer um, yeah. and trying to, you know receive public support i'm sure it's nice doing the talk show circuit and people openly rooting for you especially as you're when you're as good of a dude as he allegedly was but for him just to never never say anything and just keep it moving keep trying to get new roles and different roles and he was a lead in so many in a a bunch of movies obviously back panther 42 but what a great career and a great run he had even with cancer and it's just To me, it's—I don't know—the most interesting part about it is just how tough he was, and how much like it's like an old school like man, like man mentality. Like I don't want—I don't want anyone to know I'm weak. I don't want—I don't want even—I don't want it to be out there. I don't want to look like I'm complaining. I don't want to people have it worse than me. And he seemed—that's
2: what it seemed more like. Like he does—he didn't from. Uh, you posted that interview, Kevin. You retweeted that interview. Um, oh, from
0: SiriusXM?
2: Yeah. Man, and I don't even it,
0: want to talk about that one.
2: It just, it seemed like he was more worried about what other people were dealing with and didn't want any attention on him. He wanted to bring attention to stuff like that, uh, which makes it even more upsetting that he got taken out because he, yeah. he you know everything I've seen since that news came out is just what a great human he was. Yeah. And it wasn't anything that I had any doubt of, like it wasn't surprising to find out that he was that great or, or was like that. But uh, to know that he was like that while dealing with something so terrible on his own and, you know, suffering essentially in silence so he could bring attention to uh, you know, the things that other people were dealing with is just, it's really a credit to the kind of person he was.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the this was just the way I was uh, trying to frame it, but I looked at it as maybe he, you know, while he was doing all this iconic shit, he wanted to just, he seemed like somebody who took his craft very seriously, you know, and I could see... Somebody being like, if I let this be public and let this be known, people are gonna watch my performance and be like, "Oh, he's doing so well, uh, despite having cancer and fighting cancer." And like, I feel like that's kind of true. Like, if I was watching Black Panther, knowing this dude was battling like really fucked up cancer, I that would have been in my head the whole time. I would have been like. Wow, what a fucking champ this dude is. I can't believe he's doing all this with cancer. And then you're not just like thinking about, you know, the role or what he's doing. It's kind of like at the forefront of your mind. And, you know, this is just me projecting, you know, who, who fucking knows why he wanted to keep it secret, the reasons behind it. But I could see that being the case of him just being like, you know, while I'm here, I'm going to do some epic shit with the time I have left. And I don't want that to be hanging over it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I think like you said, he's, I don't know, really takes his craft seriously and he just wanted to be judged based on his performance and not anything to do with his sickness or his health or anything like that. Yeah. I don't know. I've been kind of burying my head in the sand on a bunch of news stories lately. Uh, it's all been pretty depressing this one too. And, uh, I've been just focusing more and more on sports and I saw the interview that you posted and, Got a little misty. I was like, "Oh no, fuck this!" Closed my computer and walked away. <laughs> no, 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 this isn't gonna
0: happen. No, no, yeah, no. I'm not it, gonna do this. It fucked me up, man. You know, it's, yeah. it's weird how people you've never met can make such an impact and just so shocking. You know, it was like, "Wait, wait, wait what?" Like I didn't believe my own eyes at first. I was like, no, fuck you, Associated Press. Chadwick Bozeman didn't die. Someone <laughs> needs to be fired over this mistake. Yeah, he and like I wanted to or
2: whatever. I mean. This death was, uh, I reacted the same way to his, to this news as I did to Kobe Bryant. Like, there's no possible way. There's something, somebody somewhere is full of shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I wanted to like, um, you know, throw on Black Panther as my my exercise bike movie. I was like, you know, like, I really want to watch something with him in it. And I was like, ah, you know what? I'm such a baby. I I, can't, I couldn't even do that. I don't want to be fucking sitting on my exercise bike, blubbering away. What a pathetic Stopping. sight! Yeah, with my <laughs> my su- sweaty, pale fat rolls spilling over my my biking shorts. So I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. it's like no, 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 no. I'm I'm gonna need like a couple weeks before I can watch anything with Black Panther in it again.
1: So you didn't watch the special. Whatever the special uh, airing of Black Panther last night on ABC, I couldn't do it, man. Yeah, it's a cool thing that they did. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, fast so, turnaround time and stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. But that's
0: that's that's a brutal one. So shout out to Chadwick Boseman, RIP. Yeah, pour some liquor out. Yep. Um. So that kind of. I've been, and I know Jeff. You're probably gonna be like, oh, pussy," because you mm-hmm. don't like to go yeah. get checked out by the doctor or go get physicals or anything, because you you think that they are like um, a mechanic. They'll just lie <laughs> to you and tell you something's wrong, so you have to pay for a treatment you don't need. Just a yeah. very as we were talking, it's, it's another like old school man thing. Just on the opposite side. One side is like honor and noble, and this one's kind of just cheap, s-
1: stupid, and cheap. Yeah, I don't need to hear $500 for an antifreeze refill. But like, I don't know, I've
0: stayed very regular in my adult life with, you know, getting physicals and, you know, going to the dentist twice a year. Had a good rhythm going and to get my fucking, my crazy pills, my bing bong pills, I have to see a psychologist?
2: Psychiatrist.
0: Psychiatrist. I thought the psychiatrist is the one that you complain about life to.
2: No, that's the psychologist. Well, the psychiatrist is the one that's able to prescribe medicine. Okay. So I, saw I feel th- like I see you that should one. know this by now in your life.
0: I just go see, um, professor, doctor, MDs. That's how, that's how my brain files things away. All right. You're going to go see someone who's smarter than you give them 20 bucks and then they'll refill your prescription for three months. So with, with COVID and shit, You can't do any in-person meetings with them, so you do it over Skype. And I'm Skyping the doctor, and she's asking me the usual questions she has to ask me. And then she's like, I'm looking at your charts here, and I see you haven't gotten a physical in two years. And I was like, well, yeah. I was going to get one, and then fucking COVID hit, and the last thing I want to do is be in a waiting room full of sick people and shit. She was like, well, it's not really like that, and you probably should. You don't want to put this stuff off too long. So that's kind of been weighing on me. And then with, you know, seeing somebody who is fucking way fitter than me and probably lived a way healthier life than me get murked by colon cancer so young, that freaked me out because I'm a hypochondriac. So I tried to call and make an appointment, and they don't take calls on weekends. So I woke up this morning, and first thing I did was I called the general practitioner I go to to try and schedule an appointment. And I was on hold for about 25 minutes Fun. and got driven mad by the hold music.
2: What was it? I'm guessing you recorded it by the way you're moving around.
0: I did. I was also just wiping dust off my keyboard because oh. that bums me out. But I did record it. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. So I don't know. I I probably put more stock into hold music than other people do the anytime that there's something technically wrong at work i have to call the help desk and they're always busy so i have to sit on hold and their fucking hold music is like the part in the movie where a dog dies it's the most miserable music you'll ever hear in your life
2: i don't understand how anybody's like yes this is the hold music we want to get for any place like it's always fucking terrible
1: I feel like more and more places do like pop songs though as their hold music nowadays. I feel like the only bad hold music that I hear is if I ever have to call the bank. So that the the
0: stuff at work, I I, I try to find a way because it, it also gets stuck in my fucking head, and that really bums me out. So then the rest of the day I'm stuck with this hyper sad dead dog music looping in my fucking brain. It like drives me ending- nuts. Like the ending
2: credits of the Incredible Hulk Hulk TV show?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually very similar to that, but sadder. And it's like, why? Who chose this? Who was like, yes, I want all of my employees to be super fucking depressed, full speed ahead with this sad shit. I hate it. So this I completely forgot about because it's been a while since I've called Cedar Sinai. And their whole music fucking sucks, dude. It's like... (laughs) It's like, uh, I know, I know. And this could just be like, wow, Kevin, thank you for going off on some fucking very um, uninteresting tangent. Yeah, apparently we don't have a lot to talk about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to see if, if you guys felt the same way, because this, this this weird, like, fluty, forest, Jeff, Jethro Tull fucking hippie bullshit and it pisses me off. I hate it. Let me see if I can get this this queued up here. I I gotta play this the same way I do the IMD boner intro out of my Gmail. Okay, I think I got it. All of our patient service
1: representatives are still working with Can you hear it?
2: Very, lo- very lowly. Important.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, it's pretty soft. Oh, man. <laughs>
2: yep that's uh, pretty awful
1: oh wait till the harmonies start it's got a little bit of like reading rainbow vibe to it <laughs> or like pbs programming 25 minutes huh Yeah, i feel like we could easily get a different kevin Kraft after 25 minutes of this and then it loops
0: You guys enjoying yourselves?
2: Probably I as much as the Puminati. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we've lost all of the Puminati now.
1: <laughs> I mean Shuddy was really trying to help you out and pretend like he knew what you were talking about so you wouldn't be on an island. But I do not get this worked up about hold music. I also, to be honest, uh really just don't I don't I don't know. I don't okay, listen to hold music a lot as as I'm sure you could tell. I'm not calling doctors, I'm not calling different offices, I'm not
2: I called the cable company last week and I sat on hold with music like this for 35 minutes.
1: (laughs) See, I don't even, I honestly don't even, I don't have, you know, I have YouTube TV. I'm going to go to Hulu TV soon, but, so I don't have to deal with those guys. T-Mobile is actually really cool. You can text these fools and like they'll text back and they'll help you that way. And you can also set up appointments I don't know, the only time I actually ever encounter shitty hold music is through the bank. Calling the bank is terrible, but I guess the good thing is that you're not on hold for 25 minutes. Yeah,
0: this was like like exponentially fueling my rage. Like, it started out low, and the longer it went, it was just like a cold fusion of anger. And by the time a real human picked up, I was like, what? (laughs) But like... I I just kept pi- picturing like like some fat larper in a forest like skipping and like tossing daisy petals out into the wind and no one's there to give him a wedgie. He's just doing it freely <laughs> with no repercussions. And then these flute harmonies.
1: Ooh! Yeah, this is pretty unfun
2: yeah all
0: right well yeah we can move on to something else
2: (laughs) that was so okay so did you get your appointment made oh yeah at least (laughs) i did at least
0: yeah so um my uh earliest appointment that i was able to make
1: the end of october
2: jesus this is just for a physical yeah Now, were you able to get your bing bong pills without the physical? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That
0: was just something that she suggested. She was like, "And you know, I feel like um, (sighs) I'm such a fucking paranoid freak that, like, I always think every time I get a random pain somewhere that I don't know what the cause is, you know, if I fucking slip and fall on my ass and my ass hurts, it's like, all right, well, that makes sense. But if I don't slip and fall and my ass hurts, it's like, oh, maybe I have butt cheek cancer. Don't joke.
1: Not now. Don't joke about that.
2: Yeah.
0: But I'm just saying every time something hurts, my brain goes, oh, well. Worst possible scenario. You're, yeah. You're, you're in your late 30s. Um, it wouldn't be completely unheard of for the wheels to start falling off. So, yeah, maybe maybe your wrist hurts because you do have wrist cancer, Kevin. You're
1: dying. You're dying yeah. via your wrist. That's what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's... I wish there was a pill I could take to make that stop happening.
1: Being a bitch? I Just do yeah. ecstasy or, like,
0: opioids. I don't know if I could do ecstasy every day. I mean, <laughs> I think I could, but... Uh, it sounds pretty <laughs> terrible living in your
1: brain. Yeah, it's no picnic. You should microdose uh, some MDMA. I want to.
0: Um, as that's like, microdose that? well, they're, they're doing like you can in LA, in Southern California, you can get prescribed ketamine microdoses. You can get, you can just blast K up your nose. Is that Cedar Sinai? I don't know where it is, but from what I hear they're you know, they're, they're looking at a lot of fun things. To treat stuff with, I saw the most recent article. I think I saw it over the weekend that there the studies showed tremendous promise. Microdosing LSD as pain management, and they think that it could eventually replace opioids. I mean, something has
1: to, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I
0: know, for real. But like, think about like, what if the cure for me and my you know brain constantly turning against me is. A little tootle of of MDMA in the morning. I mean, fuck yeah, sign me up.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. I feel like I would need some of that just to improve my situation. Smoke my a psychological
0: medicinal doobie to even myself out.
1: <laughs> just can't ever drive again. You could just never drive again.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, there's fucking nowhere to drive to anyway, so might as well let's let's fucking rage. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, was, um, we're, pretty, we're pretty locked inside until 2022 here in Southern California. Between the three of us, we got a lot of shit to review. So why don't we,
0: why don't we kick off some of that now? Should we start with the one thing that we all watch?
1: Yeah, because I'm pretty much going to turn it over to you guys, smoke some pot after our, our review. So Class the action one thing park? that we all wa- I'm sorry, go ahead. I stepped on your toes.
0: No, no, no I was just saying... But, So we're all on the same page, Class Action Park, right? Correct. All right. I'm curious to get your thoughts, Jeff, because I don't know how much Action Park made it on your radar being an upstate New Yorker.
1: It did not. No, I heard about it from the first time through you. A while back, and I just thought the whole thing was fucking ridiculous, including this documentary. What I would liken this viewing experience to—this is going to get a, such a high number. What I would liken this viewing experience to—it's it's, it's a it's a documentary, and it's almost like a documentary mashup of like amusement parks and Wolf of Wall Street. Like there's, there was like so much joy and like fun and like laughter that i I was having listening to the carnage that was the action the action park and listen to all the stories about the debauchery among the 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 workers and just like how they were fucking right like drawing up like ride designs in the back of dinner napkins but then you got to balance that with like what is some terribleness? Like, some epic, epic terribleness, actually. Like, that story with, I don't know, spoiler. A story with, I think his name was Greg, the dude, the, the kid that died. Georgie. Oh, Georgie, excuse me. From Listen,
2: the first time their mother came on the screen, when you just see her in a real quick clip at the start of the movie, where she goes said that the the owner of action park was a piece of shit. I think I know what you're going to say is I was like, wow, this woman is bitter about something. At
1: first I was just like, what a fucking Karen. Yeah,
2: that's exactly what I thought. And then she came back on. I'm like, Oh great. Now we have to listen to her bitch about how awful action park was. And then you find out her kid died. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I feel like a bad person. So heavy.
0: That shift in tone is so heavy. Because like you said, Jeff, you're just laughing and just in disbelief. And the people telling firsthand stories about going there, you're like, wow, this is insane. And then, you know, it just takes that dark, fucking heart-wrenching turn when she tells the whole story detailed of him dying and what they went through in the aftermath is just fucking soul-crushing.
2: Right. And, yeah, it was... Rough because it was especially rough because a lot of the movie, I mean, all of the movie was narrated by John Hodgman, which was awesome, which was amazing. Who's that? What,
1: What is that? What does that mean?
2: He's a comedian, but he, the easiest way to describe him to you is, do you remember the Apple commercials that had Justin Long in them where he was the Apple and the other guy was the boring PC,
1: no, I'll look it up after. No, I don't,
2: but and then you had, and a lot of the storytelling. I mean, Chris Gethard was a big part of it, so it was set up the first two thirds of it was set up to be super, super funny and ridiculous, and then that tone shift was just very, it was jarring,
0: yeah. And Uh, not to get too spoilery, but when they end the the documentary, I feel like the documentary makers slash editor really did Chris, Chris Gethard dirty. Because, like, they just invited him in to tell his experiences. Like, he's a Jersey guy, hardcore. Like, he released an entire stand-up album, just nothing but New Jersey. And he was just telling his experience and how crazy it was to live through that and how scared he was to go. And he's telling all these lighthearted stories... And then they fucking put that over the family, like visiting his the the kid's grave. He's like, "Yeah, it was kind of, sort of, right of like a rite of passage in my group of friends, and I'm really glad I went, and it was fun experiences." And they're just fucking showing the mourning family at a grave. It's like, come on, like
2: that was. I was very shocked by how that last sequence was was, that was edited together. Crazy. Um,
1: did you? Did you like this? Yes. That's my thing. Is that I really enjoyed the story, and I feel like it was not too like too much fun or too funny, but like yeah, you had to, you had to sprinkle in the depressing shit. You had, you to. had, of course, so, yeah, hundred percent. I had no idea about the body count, honestly. Like that shit is kind of crazy. Oh, I I, I was it, well aware of it.
2: I was not. See, I I mean, growing up. I spent the first like 10 years of my life in Northern New Jersey. So I remember seeing the action park commercials and this was, you know, late eighties. So it had been around for a while. And I remember practically begging to go to action park. And my parents were always basically their answer was that's never going to happen. Cause they knew and, the, the lore of it. Well, and I didn't at the time, I really didn't know how rough action park was until that Johnny Knoxville movie was coming out and stuff started being, you know, it started, you know, that was getting press and they were talking about how bad Action Park was. Yeah. So it it all makes sense to me why my parents were like, no, we are not going there. (laughs) Yeah, just Uh, because the commercials were always awesome. Like the speedboats, the go-karts, the slide that shot you out 10 feet over the water. Like it was, it all seemed to my little kid brain, like the greatest place on earth.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, the commercials, which they show a lot of So yeah, that's what I was getting to. Sorry.
2: Sorry, Kevin.
0: The commercials did make it seem just like, you know, Wonderland and the way they describe it in the documentary was just like most of the people who were the authority there, the workers were just the same as the clientele. Just wild, fucked up kids. And it was a free-for-all. So, I f- know that if I did go to Action Park, I was way too young to take part in any of the gnarly stuff. Um, I do remember walking past the, the Cannonball Loop, which is, if you haven't seen it and don't know, they built a water slide that was basically a loop-de-loop. It was this massive, downhill, completely 360-degree enclosure, just like a pipe. Really, really, really long, steep drop, and then a loop at the end, and then it just shot you out into water. So I remember seeing that and thinking, like, as a little kid, that's fucking terrifying. I want no part of that. And I, 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 after watching it, I reached out to my mom and my aunt, who—my aunt is basically like my big sister— And I know she went to Action Park for sure, like a bunch of times. And neither of them know 100% if I ever went, but they were both like, you had to have gone. You had to have. And I also remember when they started showing the wave pool, like memories flooded back. I was like, oh, I for sure was in the wave pool. I never went deep enough to the part where people were drowning. To the think, <laughs> dead man zone, yeah. I think the what did they say? The the wave pool killed like three or four people throughout the, the its existence, yeah. so uh, I never that
2: it That joke it, by Chris Gethard when he's like, You should never be the second person to die in a wave pool, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That joke much. in the trailer made me laugh so hard. <laughs> like, you're so I didn't know.
1: I didn't know who that guy was and maybe I missed his lower third in the beginning or did they just show it at the end? And that was the only time. Cause I didn't know who he was the whole time. I'm like, this guy's fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's a comic. And he also had the, I guess apart from Eric Andre,
0: the wildest late night format show ever. Like he wasn't as dirty and edgy as Eric Andre. But it was just bizarre. Like, they did an entire episode where there was a dumpster in the room, and he just fielded guesses on who who or what was in the dumpster. And it turns out to be Paul Giamatti. He had Paul <laughs> Giamatti in a dumpster for like an hour while people were just guessing. And somebody came so close to guessing Paul Giamatti, like, and they had a camera in the dumpster the whole time, and when the person got close to guessing him, he was like... <gasps> And, like, you see him react. But, like, he would invite guests on, and they would fly drones around and just, like, hitting targets and shit. Like, it was the most... It was like Pee-wee's Playhouse in a late night. It was really inventive and what happened? Been- fresh and interesting. It was buried on, like, some weird channel. Like, I think it might have been on True TV or something. Yeah, it was
2: on True TV.
0: But it was awesome. Fucking awesome. And if there's still anywhere you can watch those episodes, I highly recommend it because it was just... Super inventive. But back to the class action park. So I got to talk with... was great in this? I got to talk with my mom and my aunt over Zoom yesterday. So I got some stories from them. Um, My aunt went there on school trips. So a couple of the times she went to action park was a school trip from the Catholic school that I went
1: to. Which is fucking crazy. So clean this up a little bit for me, but like I get the vibe that New Jersey, New Jersey's a little bit of Northeast Florida, you know, <laughs> especially in the '80s. You know, like and and I we've we've done this over the years, and you know how much I just absolutely love ripping on Jersey. Every time I've been to New Jersey, I've had a fucking awesome time. Every single time. New Jersey like, I, fucks. New Jersey fucks. New, New Jersey. <laughs> dude dude honestly like the the crazy one of the craziest days i had in my in my college life was my uh my college career or whatever was my second day in school and an older an older uh second day in college an older guy we met at a frat party a former i don't know frat brother he since graduated invited us to a uh, like a backyard kegger where there were strippers fighting in chocolate pudding. And it was $5 a cup. It was unfucking fucking believe I, I was 17 still at the time. It I, I couldn't, I was like, college is going to be the greatest fucking thing ever. This is unreal. <laughs> like it was the coolest. This dude had barbecue, a fucking keg and strippers. And it's like, yeah, $5 a cup. Like as we we're driving to it, I was like, no way, no way. No way. And it happened. I was like, Oh my God. So it's just a lot of fun to shit on New Jersey, but I, I have a lot of respect for how New Jersey fucks and parties. They get after it. And I, and I, yep. in a lot of ways, I mean, Florida Northeast in a good way. <laughs> like, just, like, like to kind of pivot and keep it within action park. I, what's his name? Gene is it Gene Mohill?
2: Yes. Mulvihill.
1: That motherfucker is a gangster, straight gangster, dude. Like, oh yeah. He uh, again. Spoiler alert. If you want to watch this, you probably should have tuned off before, or should have paused before, Uh, because I don't know. If you don't know anything about the story, it's fucking interesting. I I love the documentary, but spoiler. Alert, Even Donald Trump was like, dude, you're tripping. (laughs) Dude, I'm not doing business with you. Donald Trump walked away from this, an amusement park with in New Jersey with crazed teens lined up to go there. Donald Trump's like, nah, dude. This is too too much of a risk. Too much liability.
0: On top of the fact that it was just like, Built by people with no real engineering experience, there was no th- real thought put into the safety, other than having park employees test out new rides and shit. Like they served booze on top of it. Oh
1: my god, dude! It's like, just
0: fucking again, it wild.
1: Is, yeah, it's a bit. It is a bit Wolf of Wall Street. Was I? I just had another like movie or another story in my head, but it's like it just keeps getting. Re- more and more and more ridiculous as you watch it and it's just like like the the october fest shit to mix that element <laughs> into the amusement park is already crazy and to, it, it have,
2: it right to, to have it right, <laughs> right next to the go-karts to have it run the booze right next to the go-karts <laughs>
1: and like i'm sitting there the whole time like as it's playing out i was like wait a second if they're gonna cater this hard to fourteen and fifteen year olds, you know the adults are getting after it, and sure enough, MotorLand, yeah. MotorLand is getting going off. It's like holy shit, dude.
0: So my, I my I, when I was talking to my aunt, um, I got a, a couple like firsthand stories off of her. So she is an Alpine Slide veteran. So the Alpine Slide is they basically just made like if you've ever seen those concrete
2: um. I don't know if you would call it fucking like,
1: luge,
0: like it's a luge. Yeah, it's a so concrete I think,
2: luge. I think Camelback Mountain in the Poconos still has an Alpine slide.
0: Okay, so yeah, you're basically on what looks like a concrete gutter, like a rain gutter, and you're on some like little plastic thing with a handbrake, and that's it—just a big handbrake in front of you, and this thing goes down super fucking steep hills, crazy winding turns. And the only limit of how fast it goes is you controlling the handbrake.
1: And um, it's important to point this out. The, the handbrake may or may not have been working. We, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: We don't know. <laughs> so my
0: aunt said when she would go, like, and she I think she said she went anywhere from five to ten times. She said every time on the alpine slide, she saw people flying off of it. Not just like, oh, yeah. like riding the lip too hard and the cart goes out, out of bounds, like people launching and she got really fucked up on it once and skinned her arm from her elbow to her hand. Um,
2: and I was like, They're I know, the, What? I was going to say, they said in the documentary, five to 10 people per day would get hurt on the Alpine have Really gnarly spills on the Alpine slide.
0: Oh, and I—I I did for people that have watched the documentary. I did ask her if she went to the infirmary and got sprayed with the mystery spray,
1: and she said she didn't. That sounded terrible. Yeah, the, the story about the bodybuilder, just like being like, "No, nah, I'll take the infection." Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she also said yeah, that dude. the uh, the the Tarzan
0: swing was as excruciating as they described it like she didn't know like water could be that cold without turning into ice and she she could she could confirm that people would swing off of the ledge on the rope let go plummet into the icy cold water and get like seized up and not be able to move and people would have to go save them because it was so cold it like shocked them out of knowing how to swim Right, well, it's it's
1: northeast summer, right? So you know, yeah, but uh, very well could be mid nineties and humid. So you hit ice cold water for whatever reason, like fuck, dude.
2: And most of their things were fed by a spring, right? So it wasn't you know water that sits and gets you know warm as the as the day goes on. It's just constantly being fed by this cold mountain spring. Honestly, it's,
1: you're just, again, and I've said this a few times, I liken this experience to watching, like, real life, not real, but, like, Wolf of Wall Street. You can't believe, like, the bad ideas these guys are doing. Like, it's, like, I feel as though I could have talked Gene Mulhill out of creating that fucking loop waterslide. water slide. Like as soon as he drew it on the napkin, like no, dude, no. I, no,
2: I love God, how to no, test dude. it. They used their employees, <laughs> and if they got too hurt, that's when the ride was canceled.
1: Straight up, Uncle Gene offered us a hundred dollars to go down this fucking loop. <laughs> Yo, dude, I would have cut him off. Like that's the other thing is like how, who, who are these guys that he's that he got to work for? Like teenagers, yeah,
2: dumb teenagers.
1: Okay, so I was a little confused. Yeah, fucking Jersey the, kids. I understand. I understand. The park attendants were mostly teenagers, but were the people that were creating like everyone,
2: the, everyone.
1: So the, the the people who that were all right. So I I thought so. That, no, he said he it, just
0: went to like a couple local engineers once he drew right. up the thing, and guys who were like pipe fitters just fitted the pipes together.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he used local engineers. Like local. Yeah, but they support. also
2: said that as soon as construction was started, he would scrap the plans and start tinkering. So the plans could have been written by somebody who knew what they were doing, but as soon as that first hole was dug, Uncle Gene was there changing shit around. Like, uh, the, the, the funniest, one of the craziest things was that ball that was on the track that was the uh, man in ball ball.
0: Oh yeah. That's the one that never even made
2: it to where you were. There was a ball inside of another ball and that ball was sitting on a bunch of ball bearings. So the interior ball spun while you went down the, the Hill and it was just made with PVC pipe that ended up stretching in the sun and the poor kid who tested it ended up rocketing himself, rocketing across the hot, hi- the highway.
1: Well, he's not poor. He had an actually a hundred
0: dollars. Landing in the swamp. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking crazy. If you have HBO max, it's, it's a must watch.
1: Yeah. Also HBO Sundays are back. I'm just going to put this out there. I am catching up on the vow, which is that documentary about the sex cult that is literally in my neighborhood. Like it's it, the sex cult headquarters. There's like three bases. I'm pretty sure one is in London one might be in South America and the other is in Clifton Park, New York, where I fucking grew up, where my mom still lives. Like, I have mad, like, f- I know people, like, and have friends that have said they've seen this guy and his creepy cult walking around, like, their neighborhood. So, and my brother watched the first two episodes. It's a documentary series on HBO called The Vow about that sex cult, Nexium sex cult. My brother said it's fucking amazing. So, I'm going to check that out. If you guys are at all interested, I'm going to be reviewing that over the next couple weeks. So, sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there before we wrap up the action, class action part. So uh, how many uh, um,
0: Gene Mullahilla Villa ills dicks are you sucking? 4.75. I loved it. I loved every second of it. What What a fucking show.
1: Or movie, whatever.
0: The only two issues I took with it were I didn't like how they did Chris Gather dirty at the very end. And I didn't like the animation stuff they used to tell some of the stories. I feel like I would have rather have just looked at the person who was talking than see those, like, $5 animation things that they put together.
1: I I like like the the layers of storytelling they had. I'll give them that. I hear what you're saying, too, though.
0: Yeah, I give it 4.25 dicks. I thought it kicked ass.
2: I'm at 4.25 as well.
0: Yeah, solid. Man... I feel like the humming... Do you guys hear that humming noise? That zzzz.
1: Nope. Oh. Fuck, it's freaking nope.
0: me out. And I really hope it's not on, on the recording and only in my headphones, but I guess we'll see. Uh, did you guys also watch Bill and Ted Face
1: the Music?
2: We watched it last night.
1: No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm out on the reviews at this point. Uh, what did you think, Shuddy?
2: I enjoyed it. Uh, but as a whole, it was lackluster. I agree. I feel like it was, was, uh, it was weird seeing Keanu Reeves without a beard.
0: I know. I feel like it's like, oh, there are, there are cracks
2: in the armor of Keanu Reeves. He is looking a little old when he doesn't have that beard. Yeah. Um, there were parts that were really enjoyable. And then there were parts that I was like, ugh, like groany. Um, I did not particularly care for the girl who played Ted's daughter. Really? I Um, liked her. She is in a show on Netflix called atypical and she's pretty annoying on that. And I just thought she was exceptionally annoying. Uh, The girl who played Bill's daughter was, was good. Um, not to get too spoilery, I was not a big fan of the ending. I thought that was a letdown. Hmm.
0: I mean, I I just because all right, uh, I <laughs> saw both Bill and Ted movies in the theater when I was a kid. As I remember, did I. I remember loving them. I don't. I've maybe seen each one once after the theater, and I haven't seen them in decades. Oh, uh,
2: I watch them regularly.
0: Okay, so I. Like I, I feel like Bill and Ted should be something that's like a huge part of my childhood, but it's really just a couple movies I saw once or twice. Even though I I remember really liking them, and I think I read some
1: Bill and Ted comics when I was a little kid. Same, same here. I, I I just want to jump in on that honestly, and I've I've only I've only seen it like maybe once in parts of it. I have no I have no Bill and Ted takes.
0: I, let's just that. let's just put it this way. I was not. Um, itching for another Bill and Ted movie, so when I saw that one was coming, I was like, uh eh, okay, all right, I'll check that out when it when it comes out." And I was a little I was a little underwhelmed as well. Um, I know Bill and Ted like they look kind of stonery, but Keanu Reeves said in an interview recently that like no, they're just they're just kind of dopey. That Bill and Ted don't smoke weed, so they're not stoners. They're just dopey Valley Boys who like rock and metal, which is cool. I'm into that, but I just feel like this—the movie just didn't really like. All right, well, what, what was the point of that? Did we really need that?
1: I got a question. It didn't. It wasn't all that funny. Is there a rated R version of Bill and Ted that kills it? You know what I mean. Like, if they make that movie, if they if they make that movie rated R, it And made it more like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, like yeah, and like I don't know, got edgy. Is there? Is there? A possibility that that can be good, or do you think those I mean, characters just lack chemistry and it's just not that funny? Ultimately?
0: No, no, no. I don't think that's the case. I think I think if you did that, that's kind of like uh, you know that's who Bill and Ted are. You know, they're kid friendly. They're you know they're kind of fuck ups, but not for their own fault. Like they mean well. They have a positive message. They're two positive guys. They're you know they don't cuss a lot. Uh, I I feel like they're like the wholesome. Of the duos, you know? You've got Bill and Ted, Beavis and Butthead, Jay and Silent Bob. Like, those guys are like the grungy, um, raunchy underachievers, and these guys are like the family-friendly,
1: positive underachievers. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that isn't as cool or as funny and as interesting to me as... Exactly, the guys, with maybe some edge, and
0: I don't—I right? didn't like the robot. There's like a robot oh, character he now. Oh, was so annoying. Not a very well-written character. Not very funny. I feel like that's the, the main thing. Like when it wasn't trying to be funny, it, you know, it was okay. But every time it tried to be funny, it was just like, mm, "Yeah, that one didn't land with me." I don't know about that. Agreed. Uh, but uh. you know who? Do you know who played? The robot?
2: Who played the robot?
0: Um, it's uh, Barry's own NoHo Hank. Oh.
2: Was it? Yep. I love NoHo Hank.
1: Me too. Oh, one of the better TV characters of the past five years.
2: Yeah. I liked him as Victor Zazz in Gotham. Yeah, me too. Um, I really like him. I had no idea it was him.
1: I don't know why I just thought of this, but it would be great to copy and paste NoHo Hank into Ozark. <laughs> just for He's like the comic one, relief. like One like a spin off or like collab episode. What do they call those? Crossover.
2: Yeah,
1: Crosso- yeah thank you. Crossover episode. <laughs> I would love to see Noho Hank and Marty Bird getting down.
0: <laughs> so I guess I'll give, I'll suck 2.75 Bill and Ted dicks. Uh... It wasn't horrible. It just wasn't anything special. <laughs> Just wasn't funny.
2: (laughs) I'll go three uh, because it did have the nostalgia factor. Uh, I was very happy to see death again and him being as batshit crazy as always. Yeah. Uh, I could have done without Kid Cudi. I know.
0: That's what I was thinking. I was thinking I I forgot to make this note, but I, I was like, I wonder how far down the list they got. Before they landed on Kid Cudi, like how many people said no? I'm like, all right, I guess we got to go with Kid Cudi. Well,
2: is he? He did it, most of his was talking in about things I had no fucking understanding of. Yeah, because he was like, basically he, yeah physics. he was
0: he was the quantum physics time travel guy. He was like you know the the super brainy dude who understood all like time paradoxes and all that shit so he would just try to explain things that were happening like because bill and ted have to save all of existence by making a song that unites everybody and i don't know how everybody being united saves the space-time continuum but that's their goal in the movie and uh yeah i don't i don't know I
2: know, I, I know nothing about Kid Cudi. Uh, so I don't even know if maybe he is into quantum physics. Let's, let's. I
1: feel uh, like Kid Cudi got big the year after I graduated college. Like, I just, that's like the generation after after me. He never got so, big for me. It
0: was just a name I heard. And I'm like, every single time for years and years and years, I'm just like, oh, all right. Wow, who the fuck is Kid Cudi? Right. I don't know any of his songs. I I don't think before this movie I even knew what Kid Cudi looked
1: like. Uh yeah, I don't know if I could pick him out too. I know a few of his songs and they're pretty good, but I'm just not a huge fan myself. But he was an actor in the movie and you didn't like him very much? Or No, it just it just I don't know. He was like, you know, they're building a band.
0: Like his daughters go out to build a band so they travel through time and just pluck iconic musicians out of certain points in history and then they get to Kid Cudi and it's like that couldn't have been their number one cameo wish like they probably asked Jay-Z and he said no and then they like how far down the list did they have to go before they're like oh fuck all right fine call Kid Cudi you know
1: what I will give you a little pushback here I think again he's not huge for me in my generation I think Kid Cudi is a bigger name than you're giving him credit for though Maybe. I mean, I'm not the most in-touch fucking 38-year-old <laughs> on planet Earth. No, you are not, Kevin. <laughs> Did he just literally hit that jump? Oh, my.
0: Oh, Jeff's losing money I'm... in real time.
1: Yeah. Sorry, you're going to hear some groans here or there. Uh, Jeff Clark, the homie, could be taking a fucking big L tonight, as I'm, as we already discussed. Uh, so, Shuddy. two points. Shuddy, how many... Bill and Ted Dix. I said three. Three. All right. And did you have a lot to review? I know.
0: Shuddy, you had something else, right?
2: Uh, Yes. A new Discovery Channel show, game show called Dodgeball Thunderdome.
0: Is is it anywhere near as cool as that name?
2: No. (laughs) No. It was a disappointment. Oh. All right, well,
0: yeah tell us what 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 is dodgeball thunderpoop or whatever.
2: So dodgeball thunderdome is thunder a It's basically like a wipeout type show. But you're having dodgeballs thrown or shot at you while you're running the obstacles. Uh and I could see that working. Right, but the I did. I turned it off mid episode. That's how much I did not enjoy it. Um, so in the first round, it's like a, you know you run across a, a greased up balance beam. You you know climb a wall. You swing on. You know you have to traverse a bunch of tire swings. Uh, and then whoever gets hit by the most red balls, the two that get hit with the most red balls are out but there's really not any dodging going on. People are just getting pelted with balls left and right. And it just almost seems to be uh, the luck of when red balls are fired at you. Um, And then in the second round, which is where I turned it off, you're running another obstacle course. So it starts out with, it's two heats of four and the two who get hit with the most red balls are out. So then you go to it another obstacle course where it's four people and you're paired with somebody else. You run the obstacle course and they throw balls at you. And when they hit you with the third red ball, however you, far you are on the course, like you just keep going back and forth until you're hit with a third red ball. And where you stop is where you're... T- point ends and then they get to go while you're throwing balls at them and whoever gets the furthest and it just I was like this is stupid
0: yeah that sounds like a big swing and a miss big missed opportunity
2: they keep like on the commercials they show they're like hosted by I believe his name is David Dobrik do either of you know who he is
0: David Dobrik is that the Government name of the Pillsbury Doughboy?
2: No. (laughs) He is a a Vine star. Ah, all right, yeah, say no more. That then became a YouTube personality. And a football player that I've never heard of. Or I probably have heard of him, but uh, not enough that he's any kind of name to be on a TV show. Do you know who Andrew Hawkins is, Jeff?
1: No, never heard of him.
2: Yeah. He played for the Browns and the Patriots.
1: Was he an offensive lineman?
2: No, he's a wide receiver.
1: Nope. Never. heard. Uh, of
2: him. And there it's just fucking corny as hell. So corny. Uh, the, dialogue is ridiculous it's just it's not good
1: i'm gonna google what channel is this on
2: Dodgeball Thunderdome? discovery yes man i don't
1: think i have that one maybe i do actually how did you even how do they get on your radar when i
2: study has a dodgeball google alert no when i uh
1: nothing nothing wrong with that
2: when I put on something to watch to fall asleep, I watched the Science Channel app, which is owned by the same people who own Discovery Channel and they were showing commercials for it. And I was like, this looks interesting.
1: How does Sharon um, feel about that? About what? You which watching of science it? stuff to go to sleep.
2: Um, Did she, is she a science no television she, fan now because of this? No. No, no, she, it usually puts her right to sleep. So she, I'm like you're on a bed. She's like, yeah, you can put on your boring stuff now.
0: Oh, and if you're, if you're sharing a bed with Shuddy Boy, that's, it's a very, very smart move to be the first one to fall asleep. Oh yeah. Sharon, Sharon knows strategy with this. She yeah. gets it. Like anytime when this we were growing up idea. that I had to like, I knew I was going to be sharing a room with Shuddy Boy or floor space with Shuddy Boy. It's just like, all right, make sure you are the first one to fall asleep. And you never were, because Shuddy would smoke too big of a blunt or something.
2: I would drink myself to sleep, essentially. I would drink myself to a point where it was not physically possible for me to stay standing anymore.
0: And then you would, like, beat him with a pillow to try and wake him up. And Shuddy Boy would, like, open his eyes and look at you and, and, like fucking make eye contact and keep snoring and then close his eyes and not miss a beat. Like, Shuddy Boy is the one person I've e- I've ever seen that starts snoring before they're even asleep. Like, we would be watching like the next day when everybody's all hungover and we're just like laying around smoking weed watching TV and you just hear like <laughs> like, oh, fuck, Shuddy's asleep. And he's like,
2: no, I'm not. <laughs> That's all fair, that's all fair, fair and accurate, yep, fair and accurate. This is not fake news.
0: has she ever called you out on your snoring or is she like no, the world's soundest sleeper
2: she uh no, my snoring doesn't bother her. she says that since I lost all the weight, it's gotten better. You dispute that uh when I come visit uh but. That's so why Doug Benson still knows me as your friend who snores and kept you up all night. Like that's You're that guy. I'm that guy.
1: Rough reputation. You're not gonna get invited over to a Doug Benson sleepover, I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> uh yeah. But so I put this on when she was trying to go to sleep, and when I turned it off, she's like, That was really bad. I go, Yes, yes it was. So Yikes. Uh, watch at your own risk.
0: Well, thank you for the heads up, Shuddy. I You're
2: feel welcome. like I feel
0: like you took a bullet for the Puminati there. I know,
2: and I, I when I saw the commercial the first time I texted you and was like, Do you have Discovery? You should watch this. Because the commercial does make it look relatively cool, but it was a swing and a miss.
0: I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't take your advice.
2: I'm glad you didn't as well.
0: Speaking of Doug Benson, I have one last thing to review. And it's not a new movie, but if you're a listener to Doug Loves Movies, you should be familiar with this title. It's an Ethan Hawke movie called Predestination. Have you ever heard this mentioned, Shuddy?
2: Yes, I have. And it would always come up in a segment where he's asking people the be- a movie that they would recommend that they think he hasn't seen. And several people suggested this.
0: Yeah. So... Uh, I, I, I finally, I was like, you know what? Now that I'm on this kick of like watching lots of movies and going on the exercise bike and shit, I'm going for it. I'm going to, cause that's also been another running gag is people have been, it's probably over a year at this point that it's been a, a, like a running theme on Doug loves movies, but he still has yet to watch it. So he, it comes up, I think it even came up in like the last month on the show predestination and people are always telling me to watch it and i've just haven't gotten around to it it's been he's been kicking that can down the road for over a year so i i watched it and i tagged doug benson in my posts about it and i tweeted him my review uh and i'm gonna try to do the same here and leave it like no spoilers because it was always pitched as it's like a time travel time loop movie and crazy twists, so I watched it expecting like um, I don't know why I was I was picturing Equilibrium in my brain. I was thinking it was just going to be a big action movie with like lots of gun battles and shit. Not is that the, the case. One with Christian Bale. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is a sick movie. I was I was expecting that. This is more of a drama. It's weird. So like they they there's a little bit of actiony stuff. It sets up the main plot, and then it's just most of the movie is a flashback sequence with Ethan Hawke being a bartender and a patron telling their story to him. So this it's, it's like this long, long backstory, probably like 40, 45 minutes of it. Then it kind of catches up a little bit. And then, you know, it ends, it's maybe, I'm trying to think. I don't even know if you could consider it slightly an action movie pretty much just a drama with the theme of an action movie but it is i've never i don't know if i've ever seen a movie with weirder twists just the more it unravels and reveals the weirder you're like oh no no that can't be oh oh wow they went there whoa they went there and then it ends and you're just like that fucking broke my Sounds brain like action park with ethan hawk it's it, it it wasn't like a great movie but if you're a movie dork and you want to see something really really different and a theme that once it's all played out and you just try to sum it up in one sentence you're like how the fuck did anybody sign off on such an out there premise it's so weird but it was it was cool uh I dug it I think I gave it uh 3.5 dicks so I, I tweeted that at Doug he he was like all right he tweeted back he's like y- your your review is the hanging point on whether I watch this movie or not whether I finally pull the trigger yeah. so I saw that tweet before I finished watching the movie and I was like oh I don't know how to recommend this to Doug cuz I could see people watching it and being like what the fuck was that but I can also, like, as a movie nerd myself, I feel like I I'm, I had to watch that. I, I didn't know so, something so odd could exist. So, 3.5 Ethan Hawke Dicks. Uh, predestination. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, so I had to get, rent the disc off of Netflix, but... I don't know if Doug, I've downloaded the most recent Doug Loves movies. I haven't listened to it yet. I don't know if he's touched on it yet or given his thoughts. I saw him put a picture up of the title card, so I know he watched it. But I haven't heard back, so we'll see.
1: And the end. <laughs> <laughs> the end of all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I see. It looks we'll like back with it Doug looks Benson. like um,
0: Jeff's screen is frozen. Shuddy is clearly uh, enamored by what's happening in Madden.
2: The dog the will not leave me the fuck alone. I
1: honest, I don't know. I, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I struggled to keep up in that conversation because I have nothing to review. And when you said that... it
2: wasn't actiony, I checked out. I you know that where enough. I Kind of lost interest in it. Has been So I was eager to hear what you had to say about it. Uh, and it sounds kind of boring. We need to loop
1: in Doug Benson here. Let's shoot him the zoom link. Yeah, let's get him in
0: and then and then you guys can challenge him to the Leonard Malton game.
1: <laughs> he should play IMD or uh, no, no, no,
0: he Weird did play. I...
1: Let's do letterbox D with him. Oh, yeah, I He'd feel like into that. Letterboxd
0: is is more Doug Benson speed than IMD yeah. boner. Yeah. I think I
1: love <laughs> it. Once he gets f- fucked by one of those weird, with the weird list things, like I, you know how just randomly they'll just be completely off, or they'll have like what's probably some guy's like eighth best movie number one. I think that would get a rise out of him. Maybe not. I, I, you know what? He's pretty chill. I don't. I don't think many things are gonna rise out of him. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he's into his movies. So I feel what like else? we got
0: two two major things we have to touch on before we wrap up. Yeah, I and was we're just already pretty say,
2: deep into things. Uh, what happened in the issue of the Podium that we have in store for today?
1: Nice segue. I like that. Good. Good transition. So in Volume One, Issue Four of the Podium.
0: No big things to write home about. Uh, there's the, the Campus Speaks Out is not relevant. It's they ask the teachers what your favorite memory of the seniors will be. So being that nobody knows any of the students from Bing Bong School other than me, no one gives a shit about the staff commenting on the seniors. There was nothing funny? No. Nothing whatsoever. It's all inside jokes. Um, One guy's one guy's favorite memory is of this one student playing with scraps the dog.
1: Well, it was so entertaining hearing them talk about diversity in school shooters. I know, I know.
0: Um, But major this time. Some very interesting stuff in the movie review section. Oh, what did you review? I reviewed two films. One. Is the mummy.
2: Starring Brendan Frazier and Rachel Weiss.
0: Yep. And I also reviewed the Movie sucked. Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. To which that movie sucked. We we touched on this last week that I kept the format of five dicks, but of course I called them five stars back then. I broke, I broke the scale. I gave Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, six dicks.
2: <laughs> six Phantom Menace dicks, you suck. Dude. Six Darth Maul dicks. Darth Maul, excuse me. No, Jar Jar, six Jar Jar Binks dicks.
0: Let's just say I was sucking. Everyone's favorite
1: Star Wars character.
0: I was sucking four Jar Jar dicks while getting DP'd by two Darth Maul dicks. <laughs> totally,
1: yeah, that's what it was. Are it was there
0: awesome. any
2: highlights of the review for us?
0: It's just fucking embarrassing.
2: Yeah, that's why it would be for us, not for you. Isn't that... Oh, Jesus.
0: What's happening to your mic, Jeff? Oh, whatever you did, you just broke your mic. Great. I didn't do anything. You're knocking the cord out, I think.
2: Ah, Jesus Jesus. Christ. Mute yourself.
0: Bam! blowing my ears out. So... Like, um, my buddy, my buddies and I were just so jacked for a new Star Wars movie, and we were kids. I mean, we were like 16, 17, but still technically
2: kids, I guess. And when that, how, how into Star Wars were you when that came out?
0: Very much so. You were, yeah, and I was fully into the hype. I was to the point where my stepdad, when he was going through the attic and finding all of this shit. Before he found the school newspapers, he texted me a picture of a huge, like, plastic tub filled with shit. And it was uh, Pepsi cans, empty Pepsi cans that featured the Star Wars Episode One Phantom Menace characters on them. I saved all these fucking empty Pepsi cans with, like, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Jar Jar and Taco Bell toys I went fucking nuts leading up to this movie and I think it was just so overhyped and I was blown away by the Darth Maul lightsaber battle. I think I was too stupid and my brain hadn't fully formed yet to see how annoying Jar Jar was. I didn't see Phantom Menace for the steaming pile of shit that it was. I was Neither did
2: I remember enjoying Jar Jar. uh, Yeah, me too. The first time I saw it.
1: You guys are fanboys, huh? No, I'm not a big,
2: I am not a big Star Wars fan. Like I like them. They're good, but I don't have any, they don't have a spot in my real big spot in my childhood where they're anything nostalgic for me in any way. They're just a set of movies,
0: man. This, this review is so fucking embarrassing. Like I hope that this is the only copy of this in existence and I'm going to burn it.
2: Don't do that.
0: I'm not, but, okay, you want (laughs) to, come on, you want to hear how fucking overhyped this shit was? This is the first paragraph. The wait is finally over and my God, was it ever worth the wait? (laughs) I can honestly say that was the best two hours and 13 minutes I've ever spent in my life.
1: Oh my God. This is widely considered the worst Star Wars, right?
2: Yes, well, episode two might one? have been because episode two. I thought two, the third one was. No,
0: that one's some people regard as like the saving grace of it because it it was like the edgiest one, and it got dark and it ended with a, a lot of action and like you know that super long lightsaber battle which was pretty dope. Um, episode two, I think people might hate the most just because of how uneventful and boring it's basically just young anakin and padme being i love you more schmoopy no i love you schmoopy oh but you're the schmoopiest schmoop <laughs> to ever schmoop oh you just made my schmoop schmoop
1: bring wow. bringing back have, ma- bad have, memories for shuddy i can tell we'll move on yeah yeah, I, I have a we have a very strict no talking shmoopy policy. <laughs> I'm letting, I'm leaving you on that Smooby island by yourself.
0: So I keep going on with Phantom Menace lived up to the hype. It was a truly amazing movie, and I can't wait to see it. Oh, I must have already seen it twice by now. A third and fourth and fifth time, I can't <laughs> say enough good things about it. <laughs> My God, I must have been getting some fucking good weed back then. And I actually did. So me and my buddy, who was like my other, like per, the other person who loved Star Wars as much as I did. I think we saw it six or seven times in the theater while we were at school. Like every Jesus. weekend we were like, oh, there's a movie trip. Let's go see Phantom Menace again.
2: Where did you find time to see another movie to review?
0: I don't know. Uh, did The Mummy and, and Phantom Menace come out, like, very close to each other? Because I feel like sometimes I just reviewed movies I had seen. The... M- Let me look it up.
2: I'm gonna, yeah, because I think The Mummy Returns is the one that came out when we were out of high school. Uh, so 1999, I- so yes, same year.
0: Okay. So I, I I gave The Mummy three and a
2: half same- dicks. It was the same weekend? Uh, May 7th for the Mummy. What do you think,
1: if you had to revisit that and do these reviews this weekend or this week, what do you think you would rescore it as? Phantom and Menace? May
2: 19th. So the Mummy came out first. That's why you saw it.
1: Okay. Um, What's the adjusted score? A Phantom Menace? <laughs> against against inflation the, the star wars one and and mummy what would you what would be the 2020 scores
0: i think the last time i watched phantom menace was 3 years ago and i would say objectively it does get a really bad rap cuz jar jar is annoying the special effects do look kind of dated and it was just like brightly pastel colored like all the fake environments they they made just seemed like so cartoony. But uh I mean maybe two point two five dicks. That that lightsaber fight with Darth Maul is fucking awesome. There's there's no denying that. It was so cool. Some of the pod racing stuff, kinda neat. Sure, okay. did it did it go on 45 minutes too long, the pod race? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But there were some some salvageable moments in there. Um Mummy. But yeah, still not good. Mummy. I don't know what the... So, this is the first paragraph. Of all the infamous monsters, vampires, werewolves, zombies, mummies are probably the least scary of them all. But the mummy did a pretty good job of scaring me. It wasn't the actual mummy that was scary. Just him getting your soul for eternity and the extreme amount of power he had. So I was scared of the mummy stealing my soul. (laughs) Uh, that's understandable the acting was so-so but the special effects and action made up for it the computer generated mummies and cities were a pretty breathtaking sight the images were very impressive the action sequences were very intense there were some intense sword fights throughout the movie the amount of blood and gore surprised me um what else uh I had a good time watching this movie, and the acting wasn't all that bad, but it could have been better. I give this movie three and a half dicks. There you go. Um, So I guess we should wrap up and do the horoscopes, which, if I do say so myself, I feel like this might be where I started to find
1: my stride with these. All right. give uh, Give me Virgo first. It's my birthday this week. Come on. Okay. Virgo. Oh, okay. So do you remember...
0: The one where you won a million dollars and then the IRS took everything but like 16 bucks? Yeah. So this one says, remember the $999,984.33 that the IRS stole from you? Well, they're sending it back to you. They felt so bad about ripping you off that they decided they've stolen enough and it's time to give. That and the threatening letters motivated them a bit. So I guess I... Wrote threatening letters to the IRS on your behalf, and got you your million back. And and on behalf of all Virgos, thank you, Kevin. I also didn't end this with any sort of caveat saying, uh, "and give me my cut." It's just you're getting it. I'm not. I don't have my handout or anything. This is just you did this for the love of the game. Yeah, you were being
2: that. altruistic.
0: And your lucky numbers are fifteen. Point sixty seven. So I'm guessing that's the original amount of money that the IRS gave you. F two and fourth. Those are your lucky numbers. Fourth. Fourth, yeah.
2: F two okay. also. Hopefully <laughs> the
0: fourth quarter comes into handy for me. shuddies Capricorn. So yep. it says generosity pays off. Sign a waiver that will make your body scientific property when you die so you can come back as a robot or something like that. You won't need it. Share. You could be state-of-the-art technology. Pretty cool, huh?
2: Not really. I don't want my body dissected when I die.
1: Oh, I'm donating my body to science.
2: That's what my, uh... Not to, you know, be morbid, but when my... Uh, Grandmother passed away. That's what they did with her body, and that's what my is going to happen uh, to my grandfather's when it's his time.
1: Yeah, that's all my grandparents. That's family tradition. We give it up to science, We're keeping the species moving, baby.
0: Here you go, science, baby. You can figure out what the fuck was wrong with me.
1: But just make sure it it stays in America. Yeah, I want to be studied in America.
0: <laughs> Here's Pisces. This one sounds like it was written by Jeff. Smile more often. Yeah, your teeth show how bright your personality is, but brush on a regular basis. You don't want people to think you have a green or yellow personality. That's just plain disgusting. (laughs) If your if your personality turns out to be orange, seek help. If your personality turns out to be purple, stay away from anyone under Aries. So I guess we should jump to Aries next, which says. Beware beware the color purple. This month purple symbolizes danger. If someone offers you something purple, just say no. Don't wear purple. Don't eat anything purple and don't buy anything purple. Trust me, keep away from purple. Lucky numbers: 11, 80, 32, none of which are purple.
1: Okay. Hm. I I actually kind of like purple. I mean, I know that wasn't a Virgo horoscope, but I, you know, just saying. Whatever, fuck me. Nice dark purple, I think, looks good on your boy. All right, jumping around. Here's Leo. Make the best of your
0: summer. Get a job this time. Try asking the old people of the neighborhood if they want their dogs walked. Just don't go into the house. You'll be smelling like a nursing home for about a month. And the lucky numbers are 32, 48, hut, hut, hut. (laughs) Uh, okay Taurus since it's the end of the school year you'll want to leave a big impression I'm not talking about putting your hiney in wet cement I'm talking about leaving your mark I'm not talking about the relationship between a dog and a fire extinguisher I'm talking about making people aware of your existence I'm not talking about turning yourself into a statue I don't even know what I'm talking about Lucky numbers, (laughs) 13, 21, 44. All right, let's see if there's any other good ones in here. Uh, Gemini, this was their birthday month. Take your skills to the next level. It's time to make your move. Since I can read your minds and tell the future, I know what the best move is. And the best move for you is Solitaire. That's your skill. Enter the Solitaire Championship, and I know you'll come out on top. Lucky numbers, 8, 51, 10 of diamonds. When's the last time you played Solitaire? Mm. Last time I had a really, really outdated, crappy computer, I think. I bought my mom, my sister and I one year went halfsies and got my mom an iPad for Christmas. Did you like Spider? all, All she did we just got her like a five hundred dollar solitaire machine. All she does in her <laughs> iPad is play solitaire. I was like, "Wow, what a fucking waste!"
1: You know, that's how I get down to with like the mobile games and shit. Just like that's what I would do. I, I would like download the crossword and solitaire. That's how I'd get down. Were you? I feel like you're more of a spider solitaire guy. What? What? I feel like you're more of a spider solitaire guy. You ever play spider oh, solitaire? Oh no, I didn't. I didn't get that. All right, never mind. I was like, you know Too what? Too much solitaire talk. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: this isn't necessary. I, I don't know if any of these are worth revisiting. Uh, yeah, that one's not very funny. Yeah, maybe I was wrong. Maybe this isn't where they started to make their turn. I don't know why
1: they gave me an award for these. These are stupid. <laughs> How many awards were given out? Do you remember? Like, was it easy to get? Was it like a blue ribbon or did you feel like a sense of accomplishment? I felt a sense of accomplishment. It was a massive auditorium just
0: fucking packed with hundreds of kids. And they just went through like each thing, like sports column, uh, you know, every different thing that the newspaper offered, there was an award for it. And I somehow got, maybe we were the only school that had horoscopes in their school paper. Maybe I just won by default. And didn't know it. Because yeah. so it wasn't like the Oscars. They're like, and the award for best horoscope go to Dan Vogelfart from Pooh Elementary. You do the Michael Keaton, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. I don't, I don't know. Hopefully things will pick up uh, with next week's edition. So one last thing I guess we have to touch on is we kicked off the, the Pooh FL Final Fantasy Football
1: Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about your fucking Mm. just
0: corniness.
1: I I fucked everything up. I fucked it all up. What's most troubling, hey, mistakes happen. I'm not bummed out at at you for being reminded earlier that day or earlier in the week and not crossing your T's and dotting your I's. I'm bummed out about your goddamn, I'm disappointed about your goddamn attitude as it was happening. I'm, you and your anti football di- bullshit. I'm disappointed by your attitude right now.
0: <laughs>
2: <So take laughs> I am almost completely convinced you did this on purpose, thinking it would get you out of playing fantasy football. Like, this was a scheme. I'm that's where I'm at on it.
0: I honestly how, thought with how
2: salty your attitude was yesterday and how la- uh, laissez faire you were, I think this was a plan from the jump it was i was pissed, I was more pissed that it doesn't seem like
0: the problem that bit me on the ass was all that obscure of a problem, and the that there's no like failsafe built into it to like nudge somebody through i I found that kind of annoying, so basically what happened was we' i don't know how long we've been doing final Fantasy football on the podcast for but this is
2: the fourth year
0: so the other years you know when we signed up it was like auto saved so it's uh, like i don't even follow football while final fantasy football is happening i just l- open the page and spend 10 minutes just cycling people in and out like if somebody's not playing that that week or whatever i'll put in a player who is playing that week and that's the extent of my involvement with it and then a whole year would go by and it's like oh yeah i forgot we do final fantasy football And I would go to that website and my shit was just auto-saved. So this was the first year we've started doing it since I got rid of that computer that it was all on. So I I just assumed that there would be like uh, a link to go to our PooFL page and I could just like reset it. But it was, I didn't know what email address I had used to sign up because I hadn't checked it in four years. Turns out, It was my Riotcast account, which, if you've been keeping up with our saga, Riotcast no longer exists, and the people that run the laugh button nuked our Riotcast account. So I I kept trying to sign in, and I kept getting, like, invalid combination, invalid password, invalid username, and I was like, well, what fucking email address is it? So I just hit reset password, and it was like, yeah, the the email has been sent to Kevin at Riotcast.com, and I was like, oh, no dead account. So we couldn't get in. I couldn't get in to rechange the password. So my account is just <laughs> encased in, in fucking carbonite.
1: I, well, I mean, neutered. That would have been an issue. Had we not just started, the, had we not started the
2: draft? That's had you, the- yeah. Not waited until the last minute to sign in. And we could have added you, were you able, did you get in today with our back door?
1: you get in the back door but what back door
2: i sent you an invite to your current email address to be a co-manager of that team didn't you send
0: that while we were doing it
2: yes and it didn't work because the draft was going on you couldn't do it mid-draft
0: well in that case no i haven't but i thought there would be a way that like because you know sometimes email accounts people use their work emails and a lot of companies, if let's say you get fucking fired abruptly, a lot of times they nuke your account instantly, like right when you're fired. So I can't be the only person who had an email account being nuked since last season.
2: But no, you're no, probably...
1: No, Kevin, Kevin it's, this is simple. The problem is you didn't do it in enough time where you could have known and we could have just changed the ownership Of the team from the riot cast account to your, 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 uh, your personal email address. You just didn't sign up in enough time or didn't, uh, log in in enough time to figure it out. It's not any more complicated than that. When the draft started, we couldn't stop the draft and switch this around. That was the issue. But I didn't know,
0: I didn't, I didn't know that it was going to be that much of a clusterfuck. And I didn't know that final fantasy football had such, unflinching bitch ass rules like it's our league and we're not allowed to pause things it's
2: just weird well we did pause it for quite some time uh trying to troubleshoot this for you uh the problem is that once it starts because we're doing an online draft it starts automatically like if we were doing an offline draft wherein I just want me and Dom me or Dom just manually enter who everybody picks it would not have been an issue at all uh
1: and p- bottom line is that this is perfectly kevin craft fuckery okay yeah, you crafted uh, no, from the guy from the guy like, who
0: misses 80% of like hey we're doing this at this time
1: but I'm not the issue in this in this particular case yeah this one I, time all right, fair enough, but we are talking about this one time. Don't fucking deflect here, pussy. Or we could talk about Finger how medicine. just today you were like, oh, I'm going to be late for the podcast. I, I said five or ten minutes because I was eating dinner. That's not the biggest. You, you send that once a month, pussy. I'm about to use poor language, and I'm, YouTube's not ready for that. Unbelievable. Hey, you're on the hook for the fucking entry fee. And yeah, I, want I know you- I know this is this is that
0: fun yearly thing that gets to waste time but I don't have fuck, and take my money.
2: The fucking the, the fucked up part is he's gotten the he his team has the best grade out of all the teams.
1: <laughs> right, because the website picked it.
0: Yeah, I had to set my shit on auto-draft because we couldn't get in. My account is fucking dead. So not only that, I'm not going to be able to alter my lineup throughout the season. So my shit is just, that's my team. You can alter your lineup.
1: Yeah, why Why? why would you? Because
2: you, I can't you have- log in. You, oh, my God. Man, you'll be oh able to log
1: God. in once you check your email. I guarantee it'll work.
2: Yeah. And you know what? Jordan, I kind
1: of hope it doesn't just because of Shuddy Boy's because oh, of Boy's right pearl clutching over there. Hey, Megan. Oh, oh pull, Kevin, pull we know you hope it
2: doesn't work. We know that. Pull it up right now and do it. I bet you that link works today. Yeah, it just couldn't. Work. All it said was, error. changes cannot be made during draft. That is the error you got yesterday. I'm right. telling
1: you, I am fucking auto-drafting on D&D next time. Next time we do it. Uh.
0: Oh, shit. It's like trying to auto-fill. Error. There was an error. You are already a member of this league.
2: So, let so me see. you're already in. So sign in with the new account.
1: Yeah, it was literally just a draft thing, dude. What? And, huh? and you? There are. There is some legitimacy to your point of it's bullshit. You couldn't just stop the draft and and refire it up. I'll I'll hear that. But like, it is your fuck up, and you do have to get a little bit of grief, get a little bit of shit from the homies. It, that's only fair. Because this is clearly something that's always at the forefront
0: of my brain and very important to me.
1: Doesn't matter. Like if we, we were goddamn- doing. If you're doing like a a Marvel Avengers pick and
0: Jeff forgot his password, would everybody be like, how could Jeff forget his password to something that he clearly visits daily? It's like, it's fucking football. I probably think about cricket
1: more than I think about football. Well, we put football on your radar and we put the fantasy football league on your radar for months. So it's not like it came out of the blue. It kind of is, because I
0: completely forgot that it was happening until Ginger and Juice messaged me. Yeah. I
1: could have missed the draft completely.
2: (laughs) Like Ron did.
1: Hey, whatever. Uh, And I think we should put more money on this, but either way, you're on the hook for the entry fee. You can absolutely operate your team and, and make adjustments. I know you don't know the first thing about football or what type of adjustments to even make, but go ahead and give it a shot. I mean, whatever. I think the whole fun of it for you would have been the draft and just making jokes on the guys that you're picking and stuff like that, because there is no there is no mid season jokes or comedy unless you are projected to win and lose. And bitch about that, but it's not like you have any hopes for any players, <laughs> any waivers. Honestly, and I think I think you're it would have been it. I think it would have been funnier if I couldn't pick
0: my team, so I had to be auto-drafted, and I couldn't alter my team, so I'm just locked into default AI mode. And that would have been an interesting sort of experiment to see how my unmanaged, unpicked team did against everybody who Oh gives a flying shit about final fantasy football. You
2: are projected to beat Ginger in week 1. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but like What the fuck? The auto draft doesn't, you know, it gets all your players. It doesn't fuck you up that much. So you're good there, but you where where you'll lose during the season is like on my on bye weeks where players are sitting. And the computer isn't going to make that adjustment. Yeah, for that's you. what I was saying. We otherwise otherwise, if all your draft picks stay healthy, very, very, very unlikely unlikely, but if they all stay healthy and they're and the and the auto draft worked, you could make it to the finals with this team. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Hey, Dylan, the truck driver, he forgot about the draft last year in our other money league in our bigger money league. He auto drafted. Didn't really complain to me, but like messaged me like, Hey dude, I auto drafted man. Like, I don't know. Like it sucks. I'm, I'm not really happy with my team. It's like, Hey, well you're on the hook and we'll see what happens. Sure enough. He got in second place and should have won. He should have won the whole thing. Actually. He got some bad luck. So you, you still might win this, Kevin.
0: We'll see if there's any justice in the world. I will
1: yeah okay oh yeah all right yeah sure
2: (laughs) the precedent it would set for him if he wins this without drafting is what i'm afraid of
1: i don't again if he's gonna be part of the zoom call was awesome i'm for also announcement the poofo the real deuce is back we're doing our draft 6:15 Pacific Standard Time this Saturday. I'm hijacking Shuddy's shit where I steal the or where I make a Discord server. I like that Shuddy, great idea. We have a Discord server for our PUAFL main league. I'm gonna uh, do a Discord server and I'm gonna do a video conference through Discord. So everyone who's in the pot uh, in that league, be on the lookout for those invites. But I love how you did the how we did the phone call this year. And it's gonna be fun to do it next year. And if Kevin wins, he's absolutely gotta auto draft next year. He can't draft <laughs> if he wins. I mean, I I hate how it worked out, but you can't fuck with success. If he finds success, you can't fuck with it. Yep. Especially if we're putting money on the table, but he's gotta show up to the he's gotta show up to the to the zoom call. Yeah, no way yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta be social. Everyone, everyone wants to hear your fucking commentary, dude. The goddamn star of the of the, the league despite being I I I have terrible. no source
0: material to draw from other than my my shtick played out. Oh, there goes Johnson. That's all I got. Yeah, well, people like it.
2: <laughs> people do like it very much.
0: Uh well, is that is that it hmm. no more Final Fantasy stuff?
1: No, F- I made football? my announcement again Saturday. September 5th, 6.15 Pacific Standard Time. Poo F.O. Real Deuce Draft. Holler at you guys with the Discord link. There you go. All right, friends.
0: Well, I think this is where we say a poo. (laughs) (laughs) A, A poo to you, sir. And a poo to you, young friend. So, uh... If uh, you need more MSPH in your life, might I steer you towards our wonderful Patreon over at patreon.com slash MadScientistPartyHour. A whole bunch of fun shenanigans over there that I think you will all enjoy. I really do believe that. If you enjoy the free shenanigans, you will without a doubt enjoy the paywall shenanigans. Jeff, I mean, Jeff full on jizzed in his own mouth last week. So
2: I don't think we should be making promises like that.
1: The content that we pump out on Patreon is pretty fucking sick, though. Between the Discord channels, between the videos we're all doing, the extra episodes. And if you haven't subscribed yet and are thinking about it, you're going to get how many years of Patreon episodes? Like a whole fucking whole catalog worth of shit and uh, us riffing and about nonsensical uh, news stories that don't need to be topical to to laugh at. So check it out. And you know what? Now
0: that I think now that I'm thinking of it, after I just made that joke about how last week you jizzed in your own mouth, I think on one Patreon episode, I did tell a story about how I accidentally gave myself a facial. So (laughs) yeah. Uh, Yeah, talk about self-fulfilling prophecies. Try digging that one out of the archives. I don't know which episode that was, but it for sure fucking
1: happened.
2: If anyone knows, it's Dylan.
1: That's true, yeah. We definitely uh, ratcheted up the debauchery and the nonsense uh, behind (laughs) the paywall.
0: Yeah, so check it out. And also, if you weren't aware yet, we're doing full episodes on YouTube. They're not live, but um, I chop them up. There's no Easter egg, but you can watch the uh, the entire main episode on YouTube. I think the last six weeks are up there. Um, YouTube dot, YouTube.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. Subscribe, and you will not miss an episode. You'll get notifications thank- or some shit.
2: I was just going to say thank you to everybody who's been checking them out.
0: Yeah, for real. And I notice um, some people have been showing up to watch the, the new full episodes and then diving back deeper into the archives and some of our older fucking gnarlier stunts that we've done on the show, (laughs) which, um, I think I might, I might throw one of them out. that, that strikeout video is, is a fun one. I might put that up on my Instagram at some point this week.
2: I, um, if the world does change and get a little bit more normal, (laughs) <laughs> uh okay. and it's feasible for me to come out there for the ten year. I think we need to do something stupid
0: well, no. I mean you have to you have to do a bong hit through your own piss,
1: oh yeah, there it is
2: Good call. <laughs> no i i well yeah, but no, I'm
1: <laughs> talking
2: I'm talking like the the videos of you and I that you've been sharing,
0: oh, like the old stunt videos,
2: yeah, something supremely stupid for pushing 40
0: well if you want to really spice things up you can do a bong hit through your own piss and then chug the bong water
1: i'm not i'm out i'm not i'll hold the camera with a fucking (laughs) and a hazmat suit no dude dude i was never into this kind of shit i'm not going to action park fuck that (laughs) you pussy how could you be too much of a pussy for your own podcast
0: Oh, the oh, show's too boy, gnarly boy. for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, and I have I have gone through a lot more tapes, and I'm just slowly making a stockpile of stuff to post of like old stunts, old shenanigans that I've been posting on my Instagram. So check those out. You can follow us, all all of us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Kraft,
2: at Shuddy Boy,
0: at Fade the Media, and. At MSPH Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. If you want to be a part of voicemails, yay! Call two zero one four seven two zero one three nine, and you can shoot your emails to our new email address, Mad Scientist Party Hour at gmail.com Shuddy, you got anything? I, fucking I've, asshole! I've been seeing you fucking smirk this whole time while I'm trying to wrap up, so I knew I knew you were up to something. You fuck. Uh,
2: yeah, I was gonna, I was fuck. gonna interrupt you just to say happy birthday, Jeff. I was waiting for it. I can I was, see it. <laughs> I was, I knew that would have fucking sent you into a tailspin <laughs> if I interrupted you just to say something. Uh, as innocent as happy birthday, Jeff. But uh, and by the way, listen to Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. Uh, happy birthday, Jeff. Yeah, happy Thanks, birthday, buddy. dude. Happy Thanks.
1: birthday to Dookie Boy the cocksucker, the one and only. Thanks. Yep. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Dookie Boy the cocksucker, unbelievable. <laughs> and until next time, hey, oh, something. Something.
0: <laughs> I'm Holy fucking Bing boys. Oh. Okay. Let's say, oops, oopsies. Almost forgot. Oh, hope this doesn't make a noise. Oops. <whistles> chick, chick, chickity, chick, chick, chick. Hey. Hmm. Interesting. Plugging in the laptop audio device creates a slight hum. Never noticed that one before. All right, let's get. Th- uh, oh! Ugh. Excuse me. Let's get this fucking zoom up and running. Ugh. Oh boy.
2: Oh. Hmm. Probably long enough that he had to send a text to tell us he was in the waiting room.
0: Yep. Hey, Kev. Oh, hey, what up,
1: guy? Am i just literally sweating because I'm a fat bastard, and I'm I'm, I'm sweating these these uh, Monday MSPH bets that I made. Oh, I thought your AC was broken or something.
2: Is it hot over there?
1: No, I'm just like. I sweat anytime I do a podcast. I'm such a fat bastard. Just like me moving my hands when talking or even just talking. I just get, especially when I get like excited about something or emotional. If you want to put it that way, I just start, just start hot. I just start running hot and sweating. I'm a fat bastard. Do you sweat when you think? That yeah, pretty requiring. much. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. It's, uh. It's my, I like to say it's my Italian leaking out of me. Oh, I I didn't think this was appropriate for a snack tack because it's, I don't know, just not a snack. However, for my birthday, my father sent me the world's strongest coffee of Valhalla Java, the Odin Forest blend. (laughs) Oh, that sounds cool. I'm mellowing out a little bit and doing the hipster speedball with taking the coffee, drinking the coffee. I haven't even tried it yet. Shuddy, can Um, you hook me up with record permission?
2: Oh, sorry.
0: That's right. I I forget forget to to do that. I forget it almost daily to give the video SiriusXM video team permission.
2: Why don't they do the zoom then?
1: Whoa! Uh, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I feel like I just. I feel like Jordan Belfort, after I just took a hit of crack with Donnie in the fucking, in the shed. This, this coffee is so strong. I mean, you can taste the caffeine in it?
2: (laughs) Is it, what kind of roast is it?
1: It's called Odin Forest Blend. Hold on, I'll read you the ingredients. No, is it a
2: light roast, a medium roast, a dark roast?
1: No, it advertises itself as the strongest coffee in the world. right. It's a dark. It's dark, right? I feel like if it's strong, it's got to be dark, right? Isn't that that's the answer?
2: No, that's what I'm saying. Light roast is more caffeinated than dark roast.
1: No shit. All right, I didn't know that. Is that true? Something new every day.
2: Anyways, I'll confirm.
0: Because when I buy um, my coffee, you know, I I usually will get the um, just the whatever the regular one is, but it seems like the scale on the bottom of the box, like the light stuff tends to be the more mellow end. And then the darker roasts seem to be the more intense ones.
1: I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten reamed by my end.
2: It depends actually how you measure your, your coffee to make it.
0: I measure it by the mug.
2: No, like, You use scoop, you make it in a coffee pot, right? So you use scoops. Yeah. So light roast is more caffeine because it's denser than a dark roast. If you weigh out your scoops, dark roast will have more caffeine because it has less mass. So you're putting more coffee in. Interesting.
1: Well, this is called it's Valhalla Java Odin Force blend. It's by Death Wish Coffee, the world's strongest coffee. (laughs) Dude, it's from down the road in my in my area. And it's the world's strongest coffee. And my father sent it to me. He doesn't even live in my where I'm from anymore. He lives in New Jersey. I mean, he obviously still goes there to see his family. I've heard of
2: Deathwish Coffee. Really? Okay. Yeah.
1: My, so it was my brother, and it's supposed to be super strong, right? Have you heard? Have you heard about this, or just the name sounds familiar? Um,
2: I want to say they did something with a hardcore band. I like. They did. Okay,
1: like, so hold on. Let me read you the. Uh, let me read you the 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 info in the back. Forge from the volcanic soils of Indonesia and in nutrient-rich soils of South and Central America, <laughs> which I don't get. They're in Round Lake, New York. Whatever. Uh, Deathwish Coffee presents Valhalla Java Odin Force Blend. This masterful artisan roast has been carefully crafted for the world's most powerful guitarist, Zach Wild. Do you, I don't know who that is. Do you know who Zach Wild is? Yeah. I'm assuming you do.
0: Yeah, he was Ozzy's guitarist for a while. I and should then, know that. That bums me out. Before he was in Ozzy's band, he played in a band with my Uncle Bill called Zyrus. I have an Uncle Bill. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. I guess he, like... I think he, he like, gave my dad and my aunt guitar lessons
1: at some point. Well, with maximum flavor and high caffeine content, this coffee will bring you back from the nights you thought you'd never wake up from. Do you bleed black? So they're saying it's high coffee. They call themselves uh... They say they have the world's strongest coffee. It's the strongest coffee I've ever had. Thanks, Dad. My dad watches these YouTube videos and listens nice. to our podcast. He's, he's Pumanati, even though I don't want uh, to indoctrinate him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to allow him in. Gotcha. Okay. I don't want people talking to my father. So do you think,
0: do you think that coffee is stronger than the Vietnamese coffee house? Cause I mean, I guess you're going to have to wait and see how it affects you. Cause that one chick was trying to tell us that one time dude was like trying to flex and show off and drank like six coffees. And then his friends had to pull over on the way home and call an ambulance cause he thought he was having a heart attack.
1: Yeah. I would, I would probably say it's up there. Yeah. I would say it's more stronger. It's close though. Dude, the, the, the Vietnamese coffees at the coffee shop that we go to are nuts. They're oh, yeah. nuts.
2: They're little, though, aren't they?
1: Yeah, but it, it don't matter.
2: I know, like, but they're like... I'm, I'm saying they're like espresso sort of coffee.
1: No, no, no. Coffee. They're in glasses. They serve them in glasses. Yeah, but they're like... The glasses are topped to the brim with ice, and there's not a lot of, like, fluid in there. The yeah, norm- so it's
2: like having espresso, essentially.
1: Kind of, but from, like, non-Vietnamese, like, coffee house, co- uh, But Vietnamese coffee is... More of an iced coffee than it is like a smaller iced espresso, but that
2: right. But I'm, I'm do- talking the amount of coffee in it is like in a, what you would get in a, if you ordered an espresso out at an Italian restaurant, probably about two to four ounces of coffee, right? And then the rest, yeah, is- yeah at
1: the at the Vietnamese coffee house, but like at Lee's or like a I don't know another Vietnamese chain or something. That it's more like an iced coffee, like a big one. And like it's essentially like they spread out the caffeine and the the Vietnamese espresso over the course of like a, a, a larger beverage to have it you know more flavorful type shit, but it's it's pretty much as strong. But the thing that me and Kevin are talking about is like it's a condensed like just like shot of crack. And right. Yeah, this is this this is that strong. Like I'm gonna have to like smoke some pot off camera to chill out you're gonna have
0: to you're gonna have to fucking find some opium in order to go to sleep wide-eyed right now like i'm ready (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna i need a third computer i'm gonna be like this were you drinking before we met up on zoom were you drinking the coffee or did you just start taking sips of it since we started i I actually waited for you yeah oh and you're already hyper caffeinated
1: yeah like this has already hit me it's it's awesome god yeah it's pretty sick well, I, I'm sticking with
0: uh, I'm sticking with Old Faithful tonight. I'm still drinking my uh, Caveman coffee with uh, oat milk.
1: I, uh, dude, that's not bad though. That used to they used to do me right when I'd come by your house. All those I years had ago. some
2: Harry and David maple something or other coffee. Where'd Let you get go that? get it? It's called like Moose Knuckle or something. Moose That's munch. knuckle. That's moose a vagina. Munch. It's moose munch. Sorry. <laughs> Camel
1: toe? It's like um,
0: moose knuckle or butt munch. Oh, wait a second. No. <laughs> moose, moose munch. Man. It was... Uh, I, uh, the, the heat wave has kind of gone down a little bit, so I was just thinking to myself, I didn't have to have... You know, I, I couldn't have the AC on while I was working today, and it was comfy, and now here we are rolling to MSPH, and it's later in the night, and it's like, oh fuck yeah! And I just started getting all hot. I'm probably gonna be fucking all shiny on the YouTube video.
2: Moose Munch, Moose maple munch. brown sugar. How is it? It's good. I enjoy it. It's actually chilly here.
0: Is that why you're rocking a hoodie?
2: That's why I'm rocking a. It's. It's not. I probably would be fine without the hoodie, but it's damp, and I'm I'm comfortable. I'm not warm. Uh, should I eat a gummy? Probably yes.
1: Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. It's <laughs> when that hits. I'm probably
2: gonna end up taking the hoodie off. I'm not gonna remember that we're on camera. The shirt's gonna come up. It's gonna be a whole thing. I'm predicting it now.
1: I'm gonna pick my butt and eat my jingle berries. All right. Fuck. Well, we're not gonna acknowledge that you said all that.
0: It's fucking it's seventy two in Studio City right now, but this coming weekend it's gonna be a hundred on Saturday and a
1: hundred and seven on Sunday. Yeah, I was about to say it was pretty hot for these past couple of weeks, but it definitely cooled down in the past over the past couple of days, like
0: this weekend. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to an a hundred and seven degree Sunday.
1: What? Well you get yeah, I mean you don't have to work, so you'll be able to have your air conditioner on the whole time, right?
0: Yeah, but there, it reaches a point where my AC meets its its match and can only do so much.
1: It doesn't cool your entire house?
0: Oh, f- no, fuck no. It for sure does not reach my bedroom.
1: We've you can come hang this. out at my place if you want, buddy. <laughs> we got central air. Man. We're paying a fuck ton for electricity let me tell you we always have this thing running actually not always we've been better about managing it we we turn it off at like nine at night and then turn it on at like two that's one, why one your
2: electric bill is so high
1: yeah my my electric bill is crazy actually it costs
2: it costs you more electricity to turn it off and then t- start it back up than it does to just let it run
1: what is that something that you know are you yes. telling me Okay. All right.
2: Because it has to work extra hard to get the the house back, your apartment back down to temperature, where it would just have to work moderate at a moderate level straight through. It's uh, it's worse to turn it off for a few hours and then turn it back on than to just let it run.
1: I mean, what if what the few hours is like? It's like eighteen.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's That's two thirds of the day. that, wait, it, turning it back but, on, you're saying fucks me. Yes. Ease. What a bunch of bullshit. All right. Well, whatever. I'm ready. I'm ready to do anything. Ready to do this podcast? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck it.
2: it didn't Los seem Angeles. So... Sorry, Jeff. Did not mean to step on that. You go right ahead. Do your thing, buddy. If it's Easter egg worthy, go ahead. I know. I was just going to say that you were not very committed very, didn't say it was a non-committal answer that you were ready to do the show. That's yeah,
1: because I knew this bullshit was going to happen.
2: <laughs> I, I warned you guys. I was going to fuck shit up all night tonight. Actually, uh, I do have something I want to plug.
0: Check out my OnlyFans.
1: From Los Angeles, California, we are the Mad Scientist Party Hour.